0: Amen. Well, God bless you. You can be seated this morning. We're going to be doing something a little bit different today. The Holy Spirit's just really been tugging on my heart this week as I've been praying. And it's amazing as I didn't even tell Bree of what the set list or of really what the message was. But the two focuses I wanted to lean into this morning on the attributes of the Holy Spirit is how he pours out the love of God into our lives and how he pours out freedom into our lives. And if you caught the theme this morning, it was the love of God being poured out and it was the freedom of the Holy Spirit that's available to us as believers. And so what I wanna do this morning, I'm gonna share some, some thoughts and some truth upon the freedom of the Holy Spirit and the love of God being poured out. And that I wanna set an atmosphere for us to lean in and to experience the healing power of God. Show of hands this morning, who needs a miracle in your life? Who needs a relational healing? Who needs a physical healing? Who needs a a, a mental illness healed? Who knows someone in a family, in your families that need healing? Well, I believe this morning, as we give room for the Holy Spirit, the healing power of God is going to flow and going to touch our hearts and touch our lives this morning. And so I want to just take a moment, I want to prepare our hearts, and then Bree's going to join me as we set an atmosphere for you just to sit, to receive, to be refreshed, and receive the power, the healing power of the Holy Spirit this morning in your lives. You know, as we're celebrating Freedom Weekend, I couldn't think of any better weekend than to just bring out what freedom is all about and what the Holy Spirit's role is for freedom in our lives. I want you to turn to your Bibles or it'll be on the screen behind me. I want you to look at Galatians 5.1 because this was really where we left off last week of how we want to give room for the Holy Spirit that if the Holy Spirit wants to fill us, some things have to die. We have to allow him to remove things so that he can fill us with new life. Well, this is Paul continuing to talk about this and Galatians 5.1 says this, It says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. So stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. What you need to hear in this passage of scripture is last week, I believe the Holy Spirit has set you free of some things. I know he has me. And now what the commission is, once you're set free, Paul's telling us here, okay, you've experienced this freedom. We're singing about this freedom this morning. Now it's saying, do not let yourselves be burdened again by the thing that you were just set free of. Because we have to know our spiritual enemy, when he uh, leads us into sin, it's because sin causes bondage in our lives. You know, I find it pretty comical that one of the most uh, 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 credit cards that has some of the best perks and interest rates is a card known as Freedom. Where if anyone's ever had a credit card before, you know the farthest thing from freedom is when you open up a credit card, right? Chase freedom is what it is. We're not live, so we can't get into a lawsuit of talking bad about their product or anything. It's a world we've come in. But anyways, freedom. When you think of freedom, I think we, we get it mixed up. I think our culture doesn't really understand the freedom that's only available in Christ. Now, there's something within all of us in our humanity that is attracted to freedom. That's why we celebrate it this week that there were men and women who died for you and I that we don't know their name. They didn't know our name, but they laid their lives down so that we can experience the freedom and the blessings of living in the United States of America. I love this quote here on regards to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to us not as a possession to be tamed or controlled, but rather as a person that will lead us to the heart of God. The Holy Spirit is the only one who will lead us to the heart of God, to the will of God. And by welcoming him into your life, he'll do that very thing. I want to read a great commentary on this passage in Galatians 5, chapter 1, as it really pulls and draws us into the depth of what Paul is talking about liberty and freedom here. Here's what it says. He says, The yoke of bondage is the law. It mistakes the lesser reality, its rules and regulations, its its externals for the greater reality, God, who produced the law and to whom the externals point. So it's saying the law tells you do this and that, check all the boxes, have all the externals right, but what's inside is not motivated by moving toward the heart of God. It says the law in this sense includes... As you go on to reading Galatians five, the requirement to be circumcised, an obligation to perfectly perfectively obey the whole law, being justified by the law, and trying to establish one's own righteousness under the law, continuing bondage to sin, dependence on the flesh, which is corrupt human nature, and alienation from Christ and from grace, which Christ calls labor and being heavy laden in Matthew eleven. But here are the contrast this morning of what you and I are under this morning and the freedom we have in Christ. And when we sing of it, this is what we are proclaiming. Yes. It says, by contrast, Christ's yoke is life in the spirit, which includes this, the regeneration we experience in baptism, the renewal of the entire human nature in Christ. Not It goes on to say the circumcision of the heart, so there's a cutting away of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Obedience to Christ and growth in perfection being justified by grace, God's righteousness, and this is beautiful, God's righteousness which becomes ours. Freedom or liberty from the power of sin and then instead of dependence upon the flesh and in our own strength, it says dependence upon the spirit and access to the perfect and glorified human nature of Christ. It's union with Christ and the grace of God. Christ calls this yoke rest for it is easy and it is light. That's what the heart of God desires to put upon you this morning, is this yoke. Because Jesus says in Matthew five again that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I don't know what burdens you have, I don't know what pain you have, I don't know what you struggle with from your past, But what I can proclaim to you this morning is if you will take the burden and the yoke of the Lord, which is easy and light, and allow the new man to come up and well up in you and live in that freedom that he desires for all of us, that is where a a point of contact between us and Christ happens and we begin to change. We begin to be transformed. The light of heaven shines upon us and heaven is brought into earth as Jesus teaches us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. That's the freedom he desires for us. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this, you know it where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When you get in his presence, why are we lovers of his presence? Why do we sing that? Because that's where freedom's found. That's where we're changed. That's where we're transformed in our lives. I want you to see this quote on freedom this morning. I found it as I was studying and reading, I believe it says it well, of our misconception, our misunderstanding of freedom. True freedom is a wonderful gift from God. And it has been a cherished part even of our country's history. But when freedom is separated from truth, individuals lose their moral direction and the very fabric of society begins to unravel. I think we see that in our world today. It says freedom is not the ability to do anything we want whenever we want. Rather, freedom is the ability to live responsibly the truth of our relationship with God and with one another. Remember that Jesus said, you will know the truth. So when you know freedom, when you know truth, it will set you free. So as you lean into the truth of God's word, there is a freedom that begins to take place in your life. It says, let no one mislead you or prevent you from seeing what really matters. Turn to Jesus, listen to him, and discover the true meaning and direction of your lives. When you get in the presence of God, direction begins to come out. You begin to find out, you begin to hear the still small voice. Remember our our points last week of how do we welcome the Holy Spirit? We consider his preferences, his likes, his dislikes. We consider his presence. We're sensitive around the presence of God. We make room for it in our lives. And then we consider his voice. Those are what we need to be doing and actively walking in to welcome his presence in our lives so that's the freedom of the holy spirit secondly is this it's the love of god being poured out romans 5 5 says this the love of god has been poured out into our hearts but how has it been poured out through the holy spirit that has been given to us this is how this transfer takes place of god's heart becoming our heart through the love of god through the holy spirit 1 John 4, 8 through 11 says this, whoever is without love does not know God. So it's saying if you never experience this baptism, this, this immersing, this regeneration of the love of God in your life, you can never really know him. Because what separates a believer that has authority, that has power, that is walking in the mercy, the humility, the compassion of Christ is they haven't just read about it, but they've encountered it. They've encountered him. And what will separate you is having an encounter with the Holy Spirit, having an encounter with Christ. That's what makes all the difference of who he is becoming real in you. Goes on to say, in this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might have life through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to pay the price for our sin. It says, beloved, if God so loved us, we also must love one another. So it's saying once you've been baptized in love, you've experienced this, the fruit of it on your life will then be how you love each other, how you love your enemies, how you love those who are critical toward you, how you love your family, the, the fruit of being immersed in the love of God is then it coming up and welling up in you and touching those in your life around you. I'm telling you it's a beautiful, beautiful thing when we're living and walking in the love of God being poured into us and when we're walking in the understanding that there is freedom available for our lives. I'm telling you this morning, the enemy wants to keep us bound, he wants to keep us against each other, he wants to keep us separated, he wants to keep us divided, he doesn't want there to be a beauty and diversity, but what the kingdom of heaven is all about is pouring the love of God, and then all of us responding in that to one another, loving people the way we see Jesus love us, because we established last week that by the Holy Spirit coming into our lives. It is the continuation of the ministry of Jesus. That Jesus only had one mouth, one set of feet, one set of hands, but through the church being birthed, which he gave his life for, we are then the expression of the life of Jesus in the present day. That God is entrusting us with his glory. He's entrusting us with his presence to bring it into the world. You know, I found this book, and it was laid on my heart. I have a, a, a bookshelf Uh, in my office full of books from college and and books that maybe someone will recommend or whatever, but I found this little book that I picked up in college when I was believing God for healing in my life. My time in college, the two years I was at ORU, a lot of it, instead of partying, partying, I was allowing the Holy Spirit, and this was just my prayer, to wrestle and to fight some inner demons that were in me making that transition from a teenager to a young man and really stepping in and making my faith my own. Anybody ever been there before? You just, you kind of get away, you, 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 you cut some distractions out and you allow the Holy Spirit to wrestle you on some things. Well, I was in a season of my life, and I picked this up and I began praying that the Holy Spirit would begin to heal some insecurities in my life, that he would begin to heal wrong mindsets, He would begin to heal, do some deep inner healing within me. How many of you know when you give him space and when you give him room, that very thing can be accomplished in your life? And see, what the Holy Spirit reminded me of is that's not just a one-time thing. See, the Holy Spirit, as we've said, has a way to cut the edge of life off, the hardness, the bitterness that wants to get within us and, and just rob us of our joy. Make us a joyless Christian. We looked at uh, the the series we we had before we went into Unleashing the Gospel, that the greatest witness we have of how our lives, of what Colossians says, will be seasoned with salt and seasoned with grace is that joy would be coming off of our lives. That the worst testimony of a Christian is a joyless Christian. There's no joy in their life. I was talking with Steve downstairs on our Unleashing the Gospel event at Isaiah House as there was, uh, Pastor Mark said, there were 180 volunteers that showed up yesterday. And you could literally feel the joy that was there in everyone who was serving. As the 90 degree heat was beating down on us, there was such joy and loving on God's people. And so there's something about when there's joy, it's such a witness. And so going back to, I I picked up this book and I revisited it a couple nights ago. And a part of my quiet times and, and times is sometimes I'll just take a step back. I'll throw on some worship music or even not allow there to be words. There's just times where you put on just an instrumental worship song and you get in your word and you begin to allow the word to wash over you and renew you and regenerate you and allow God to get in deep and to bring healing into your life. And here's the amazing thing about healing is many times we miss the supernatural because we're looking for the spectacular. We're looking for a spectacular miracle. When the supernatural is happening all around us, many times we just have to quiet ourselves, and the Holy Spirit will begin to do a work. Anybody ever seen that before in your life? I'm telling you, when there becomes a sobering that takes place, the Holy Spirit can begin to come in because he can trust you as he brings some things to the surface. Now, here's the great thing. God still does miracles. He still heals. He still sets free. And many times it's, it brings an excitement. But a lot of the times to find that interior healing, for God to truly be your vision, you have to quiet yourself and allow the word of God to begin to build your life, to bring a foundation, to allow it just to wash over you and wash the things that, wanna, the, things that the enemy is bringing into your life. Wash away the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the temptation. That this is where you find your strength when you give room for the Holy Spirit to wash over you, to baptize you, to renew you. That's why we have our renewal nights once a month is because we want to give space to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. That we're getting teaching, we're getting encouraged, we're being equipped, but then there has to be a part in your walk with God where you shut off the sound, you shut off the noise, you check out of your phones and you say, Holy Spirit, I need you to speak to me. Is what we said last week many times prayer we get it confused that it's us talking to him which is a part of it but where he downloads himself into you is when you listen and you give space and room for him to listen and so that's what I want to do this morning is I want to give a space and I want to give a time for the Holy Spirit to speak to us and I want to give a space and a time specifically for healing to begin to take place in your life and Bree I want you to join me And I want to just set an atmosphere right where you're at. I want you to just engage with what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you. This isn't going to be anything weird. This isn't going to be anything that what's going on. I simply want to give room for the Holy Spirit to come. And I want to begin to proclaim the word of God. We were praying and asking the Holy Spirit for scriptures on healing that we were to bring out this morning. We were up late last night saying, okay, do we want to bring this one out? Do we want to bring that one out? And so we want to declare these scriptures over your life. And right where you're at, we believe the Holy Spirit can touch you. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly the things you have not shared to anyone that are demonizing you, that are tormenting you. And it's when we get in his presence where we find who he is. And so I want you just to close your eyes where you're at. I want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, we thank you that your presence is here. God, we quiet ourselves right now. We listen to the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that as we read the scriptures, as we read the gospels, we see that Jesus was a healer, that he healed those physically. He healed spiritually. He healed mentally. God, in order for the gospel to be unleashed in our life, we need the healing power of God. I pray right now that you would minister to us personally. And God, as we see, begin to see the bigger picture, you then want to take what you've healed in our life and send us into a mess, send us into a situation to bring healing into that. And so this morning, as we proclaim and prophesy the word of God into our situation, into our pain, into our hurt, God, we believe that miracles can flow all over this room. If you would just lift your hands, as in posture to receive right where you're at. Just begin to whisper to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I receive you right now. I welcome you. Whisper your situation. Whisper what your pain is. He knows. Confess it to him right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. You are welcome here. How we are lovers of your presence and we know without it, we can accomplish and do nothing. God, we want this to be a reality in our lives. Of when we are experiencing hurt, pain, grief, there's sickness, disease in our body that we turn to you first and we look to you because you're the one who has the solutions. You're the one that the healing power of God can flow from this morning. You can lower your hands. With your eyes closed, I want you to picture Jesus right now. I want you to think upon him. And with the eyes of faith, I want you to see him standing before you now. He's right here in the room as you see him, see his healing virtue proceeding from the depth of his spirit. Carried upon his love for you, the same power that rested upon the master flows to you right now. I want you to forget about your sickness and whatever troubles your mind. I want you to cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. Focus your mind on the Lord himself. See his eyes of fire filled with passion and love for you. See his face shining brighter than the sun. Hear his voice which rumbles like many waters. See his arms stretch out to you. He won't turn away from you. And now receive him as we meditate and we proclaim the word of God this morning. first passage of scripture as you're receiving his healing is it is God's will to heal you this is his purpose of who he is Matthew 8 2 says this says there came a leper and worshipped him saying Lord if, it, if it, you are willing you can make me clean Acts 10 38 also says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power and how he went around doing good and healing all, you need to hear all, he healed all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. I want you to hear this, the leprous man knew Jesus could heal him, but he wasn't sure he would. You can heal me if you will, will you, the man asked. Jesus immediately put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will or I want to heal you. Be thou clean. I pray right now for God to heal you because the Bible teaches it, it is God's will for your health and for your wholeness. When you need and desire healing but have a question mark in your mind about God's will, you stop the flow of your faith for healing and for health. So I want the question mark to leave right now. I want you to put your faith completely in Jesus and his power to heal. You see, the spirit, the mind, and the body are constantly interacting, especially when you are ill. You can shrivel up inside. You can withdraw from people. You can cease to live in the rhythm and flow of faith and begin to shut God's supply out of your life. Jesus told this leper to go and offer a gift in Matthew 8, 4. He said, friend, God will meet your need if you will do something, if you will open up and give of yourself. In other words, don't neglect putting your faith for God to heal. Miracles of healing for your whole person.
1: Healing for the inner man, it says in John 5, 8, rise up. Take up thy mat and walk. Jesus found a lame man lying at the pool of Bethesda, really out of it. And he said to him, sir, will you be made whole? The fellow said, I don't have anybody to put me into the water. And every time I start in, somebody goes ahead of me. It's been like that for 38 years. I'm not going to make it. If I haven't made it in 38 years, I'm not going to make it now. And Jesus said to him, rise up take up your bed and walk." What he was really saying was, come on, throw the shackles off, don't accept this condition, change your thinking, change your attitude, rise up in your inner man. The most real part of your being is inside your body and it's called the inner man, the spirit made in the image of God. The strongest part of you is on the inside. Your body is flesh and it is wrapped around the spirit the inner man can electrify your body the inner man can cause you to do extraordinary things and on the other hand the inner man can lie down on the inside the inner man can give up or the inner man can develop jealousy hardness of heart doubt and reaction against God and against people the inner man can lie down in such a way that the body feels a double weakness and a triple weakness I know when my spirit is down, my body is easily affected. And I know it is more difficult for my body to heal when my inner man is lying down. But when my inner man is up, when my spirit is responding to God, when my spirit is full of faith, I'm believing the Lord and I feel it in my body because the real power is inside of me and it's inside of you. It is the inner person and therefore the inner person has to get up, it has to rise up. So Jesus said to the lame man, the inner man, rise. And something happened. The, the man's eyes got off of the pole, which was only an instrument, and got onto God, his source. He changed his thinking from having given up in the beginning to taking action. With every ounce of strength, he strained to obey Christ's commandment. And he did the spirit, and as he did, the spirit of God came upon him. The man leaped, in his heart, and Jesus and the man's faith came together in the point of contact, and as they did, something happened. The man's ankle bones received strength. He stood, he walked, he took up his bed, and he began to run, rejoicing he was healed. It says, I accept healing for my inner being. We pray right now in Jesus' name for those that are lying down, Lord, within their inner man, that they would rise up, and they would stop waiting but they would rise up. We thank you, God, for that inner man, that inner strength that we have in you.
0: Secondly is this, is your inner man, I believe, is gaining strength. That the man, the spirit man in you, that has been weakened, that has been knocked down because of a sickness, because of a pain, and experience, a hurt in your life, is just right? I want you to begin seeing your inner man becoming strengthened, that you're not allowing yourself to be shackled by shame. You're not allowing yourself to be chained by pain. But your inner man is being strengthened right now in the presence of God. This is finding healing to overcome temptation. So Galatians 5.1, that what you've been set free from, that you would then begin to get strength not to fall back in to what you've experienced freedom from. Matthew 26, 41 says this. It says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. You and I as human beings are not totally able to guide our lives, to decide our destiny, or to order our paths. Through prayer, we find that ability. This is what's taking place now. Because through prayer, we see that God See the way that God sees. We hear the way that God hears. We feel with the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, we're able to avoid temptations. I don't mean to say because we pray, there will be no temptation. There will come come whether we pray or not, but the difference is that we do not have to enter into the temptation. We do not have to let it reach out and strangle the life out of us. I need to say this. Maybe you're feeling a loss of strength. Your inner man is weakened. It's because the enemy may be strangling you through temptation. Through the strength we receive in prayer, God has promised to provide a way of escape. We can make the choice to face a temptation and overcome it in Jesus' name. And we can completely dedicate our lives to the Lord. Right now, we take authority over the temptation that wants to reach out and strangle us, wants to strangle our children, wants to strangle our families, wants to strangle the call of God on our lives. We reach out and we cut the hand off that wants to strangle us. God, I thank you for freedom against temptation. I thank you for strength. As we pray and as we find the strength of the Holy Spirit, right now, we thank you for an overcoming, for a victorious inner man that the conviction of the Holy Spirit that we would consider his preferences and temptation, we would not enter into it, but we would fight it and overcome it in Jesus' name.
1: for the whole man I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus first Thessalonians 5:23. whether healing is in your body immediately or gradual through medical science or through prayer or both ultimately your healing is found in your relationship with God Oftentimes, a gradual healing in your body provides a way for the inner deep healing of the spirit and soul. The more gradual process of healing may open up you to a deeper walk with God, may strengthen your faith, may move you into a new dimension of life with God. When you seek God through the Bible, through prayer, through the Holy Communion, and through Christian friends, God is able to open you up in unbelievable ways. His healing love may reveal to you the real causes of anxiety, of fear, of bitterness, or of anger. He will heal your old sorrows and hurts, your confusion and depression, God's forgiving He's healing love will restore you to your real self.
0: Right now, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to touch bitterness in your life. I want you to confess any unforgiveness, any pain someone has done against you that has caused you to become bitter, caused you to become hard. I want to address that now and allow the Holy Spirit to bring healing in that area of our lives. Psalms 55, six says this about David. It says, Oh, that I wish I had wings like a dove, for then I would be able to fly away and be at rest. David was having one of those bitter experiences when things weren't turning out right. Trouble was pressing in on every side of him. People didn't understand him. Different ones had turned against him. His back was to the wall, and he said, oh, if I could just fly away from this temptation. But the Bible tells us God did not give David a pair of wings to fly away. God did not take him out of the difficult place. Instead, God began to show David who his source was. This is how David began writing, God is my refuge God is my fortress. In that place, he was able to focus his attention upon God, his source. And without David having to leave to fly away from his trouble, God filled that place with miracles. And it was all right now because David had found his source. Right now, Holy Spirit, I pray we lean in that you are our source. God, that we don't look to the critic, we don't try to please people, God, but we wanna please you. And as we please you, we enter into the source, to the power, to the reservoir that you have available for our lives that's found in your word when we feed, when we partake of your flesh, when we eat of the wine of the new covenant or drink of the wine of the new covenant as we partake of who you are. God, the source of who you are becomes strong. It becomes a place we can pull from where we find our identity, where we know who we are, where we don't allow people's words to get in and mess us up. God, we rebuke bitterness and unforgiveness. It has to die in our life. We don't want it to stop the flow of the Holy Spirit. Because offense is an action done toward us. But staying offended is a choice. We choose in this place not to stay offended against the offender. We release it right now, in Jesus' name. And as we release it, healing flow through us through the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, if any man be made in Christ, he is a new creation, Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are becoming new. The Bible says that if Christ lives in your heart by faith, you are not just a person made over or patched up, but you are a brand new person, a new creation, who God himself claims as his workmanship. Adam was created a whole man. Jesus was born a whole man. But through Christ, you can be transformed into a whole man. The most exciting possibility in life is to know that you can change. You can change your attitude. You can embrace God. You can become a total being, a complete person person with a whole mind, body, and spirit. God can make a real restoration in your life now. We thank you, God, that you do make all things new. We thank you that you take the things in our lives, the messed up things, the, the, the broken things in our life, and that you do make them whole. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the vision that we can bring healing to a broken world. We thank you that as we come into your presence, Lord, that you can change us, not patch us up, but truly change us from the inside out.
0: I want you to whisper to him right now. Say, Jesus heal, me. Jesus, heal me. Jesus, heal me. Heal my heart. Do a work from the inside out right now. Allow your healing power to well up within me. Father, we thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. The authority of heaven rests upon your shoulders. A heavenly glow radiates from your face. There is fire in your eyes. They're piercing. In them, we can see the beauty of glory of God and its overwhelming love for us, both power and compassion. His hair and his face, they shine bright like the sun. There is a surging current of power pulsing up and down his his being. It's it's healing virtue. He is surrounded by a host of angels who sing his praise in one mighty chorus. Just the nearness of his presence causes the ground to shake. He is the ancient of days. He is the resurrection and the life. He is Jesus, and he is here this morning. Father, we reach out to you. We thank you that you didn't turn away those who nearly wanted to touch the garment And as the woman with the issue of blood touched the garment, healing power flowed from the garment and healed the woman with the issue of blood. We thank you, Father, that as we're reaching out in faith to touch your garment, healing power is flowing into our situation right now. These were thoughts and prayers that were coming to me last night. Father, by faith, we thank you that you've stirred our faith. In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, we command every cell, every body part to, confer, to conform to the will of God. We rebuke sickness and disease in this place. We take authority over the works of the devil. In the name of Jesus, we command bones to be healed and set straight. Anybody receive that this morning? We speak to our nervous system, our digestive system, our immune system. We say, be healed In the name of Jesus, be conformed to the will of God. We let the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. We rebuke arthritis in this place. We rebuke paralysis. Cancer be healed in the name of Jesus. Blood disorder be healed. Pain be gone. Abnormalities be gone. Skin disorders have to go. Deaf ears be opened. Eyes be opened. Blind eyes be opened. Now I want you just again, as we did in the beginning, begin to whisper your pain. Whisper your sickness. I don't have to declare it or say it. He knows. Whisper it to him and begin to take authority over that and begin to invite the presence of the Holy Spirit into your situation. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're flowing, that you're moving now. God, we give room. We shut off our minds and we focus on you Let us not be distracted by what you want to do in our lives right now. We thank you the healing power of God is available, it's present, and it's flowing. In Jesus' name, Right now, I want you to stand right where you're at. I want you to stand in faith. again Galatians 5:1 Sean if you would put that up that we would not go back to the things we've been set free of but right now maybe you've experienced healing maybe seeds of healing have been planted i want to encourage you with this when it comes to god moving many times it's in the form of a seed many times you've been watered you've been refreshed You might not see the healing take place now, but I want to encourage you that as you walk out of here, that you begin to step out in faith, that you get in your prayer times and you begin to stir faith within you. God wants to do holistic healing in our lives. The amazing thing is, is when, as I was studying, when you look at the word save in the the reference of salvation and you look in the work, look at the word healing. In the Greek, they both come from the same word. We've said here, many years that salvation is healing. When you experience salvation, it is a healing process and a healing work that begins to take place. And so now as you're standing in faith, look what it says. It says, stand firm. So you have to stand firm in your faith. You need to allow the question marks of God, why did this happen? Stop asking why and say, what do you have me to do? The why will rob you of your faith. But when you say, Holy Spirit, what are you doing here and now, in my family, what is going on in this situation and how am I to respond? How you're to respond is what the word of God tells us to respond. We don't respond in fear, we respond in what? Faith, faith. It says stand firm, don't let yourselves be burdened. I pray as the healing power of God is flowing that the burdens, the cares that you're carrying that you would lay at the altar, that you would lay down and that when you walk out of here, you keep it here and you don't take it with you and that you would again allow yourself, your faith to be stirred, and that the yoke of slavery, the bondage of it has been broken this morning in faith. That's all what scripture says is you have to believe. Those are the beginnings of healing. You have to believe and you have to step out in faith. Allow the Holy Spirit to be present in your life. Allow his flow to take place. Right where you're at, would you lift your hands one last time and let's pray. Father, we thank you. As we've given you space, we've given you room to move. God, we thank you that you are attracted to our faith. You're attracted to our brokenness. We thank you, God for the miracles that have taken place in this room. We thank you, Father, for the miracles that are going to take place because of what's been started and ignited and reinvigorated here this morning. God, we thank you that the love of God wants to be poured out in our lives, that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We thank you that there's been freedom from pain, freedom from arthritis, freedom from mental disability. God, we thank you that the church has the answer to the world's problems. God, I pray that we would begin to see this morning that our mission just doesn't stay here, but now we have to go and release the healing power of God into brokenness. Equip us. This is what is to be unleashed in us, that we be the continuation of the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you can be seated. And again, I pray this morning, this was just a moment to do something different, to to set aside that we would be equipped that in your quiet times, this is what it could look like where you quiet yourself and you allow the Holy Spirit to do what he does best. I shared last week that the product of stillness comes revelation. If you want to hear from God, you have to still yourself. And I pray this morning that you've heard from him, that your faith has been encouraged and that you would begin to allow inner healing. And out of God doing an inner work, he begins to do a physical work in our life. It's the fleshing out of healing. And so this morning as we give, it's always so hard to come to a close. You can stay for the second service if you would like and continue to to dive in. But it's been amazing as we've been on this journey as a church of seeing really God do miracles for the future of this ministry, for the future of our school. It's pretty neat. I want to share this testimony with you as prayerfully we're going to be breaking ground within the next three to four weeks on our project as our neighbor doggy paddles, the new construction going on the other side of us, He had given me a call and I've built a relationship with him over the past few months as they're in a place of construction. And he was just talking that he's been losing extensive amounts of sleep because they have this sewer problem, that there isn't a way for them to connect into sewer and it would be a a huge expense. And if you've ever dealt with sewer, Uncle Charlie, you can can, uh, be my witness on this. It's expensive before you ever see anything over the ground. What you have to do under the ground can completely throw your budget on a project. And so there's no sewer over there. We have a sewer tap-in on this property and across Dixie Highway. And he said he's been struggling for about a year to find the resolution, spending money on plans, trying to figure it out. And it happened that we were using the same civil engineer who draws all this up. I'm trying to just speak this in a way we can all understand because I've had to learn a lot in this process as well. But here's what I want you to see through it. He gave me a call and he found out what we were planning to do. And he literally said that I have a week until I have to have an easement signed or my project's gonna be stalled and they're not gonna allow me to move forward, which means a loss of a lot of money and a project and a build. And so he said, I just talked to my civil guy. He told me what you're doing. And I don't know if he's a man of faith or not, but he did know the story of Abraham apparently. And he said, literally, y'all are the ram in the thicket for me that God has provided in the last week. Because what we're doing is we're taking our sewer on our property, which we're blessed to have. That was something that was done years ago, which has really set us up to be able to even do this and have the utilities needed. We're taking it over and it's gonna be within feet of his property where he's gonna be able to tap in. And not only that, because this is how good God is, the expense has dropped so much for him that he's actually going to go in halfway with us to drop the expense on our side of things. So that's a miracle in and of itself. So I'm telling you, little things like that, if you would know what goes on between Monday through Friday and God working and doing miracles, this is the sewer miracle. I don't know if you all got a a name for it. I came up with Muddy Million Dollar Miracle. It's about as good as I can get. But what i want you to see is and be encouraged is god's hand is on this project he's making a way even down to the details of the sewer being dug he's providing for this and i believe again as you're giving and as we're strategically planting into this project that you're a part of a miracle you're a part of generations being blessed because of what is taking place now you are planting seed and you need to see it this way too, is that we can look down the road and see the children's lives that are gonna be blessed because of your seed now. Well, the same as what just took place as we gave room for the Holy Spirit to heal our lives, you planted seed, and you're gonna be able to look down the road and see, because of the seed I planted that there, simply by giving him space, by giving him time, it's going to begin to grow. Your faith is gonna be strengthened, and you begin, can begin to see God's hand work and move and do in your life. So as the ushers come, what do I like the patriotic gear this morning. I want to pray over our giving and just so thankful to see God's faithfulness and all that he's doing in the house. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. We honor you in this place. It is a joy to give. And as we plant seed through the tithe, through, the, through offering, We thank you, God, that we reap a blessing from it, that your word says, the only place in the Bible says, test me and try me in this. You're calling us out. You're giving us a challenge to test you in this, to see what the blessing that you want to pour out, not just financially, but you give us peace. You restore families. You bring healing when we just test you and we trust you and when we step out in faith. God, we thank you that this is a church full of the Spirit, A church full of faith. And when those two things come together, the God of the impossible shows up. We thank you, Lord, as we give this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody
1: said, Amen.
0: Amen. Well, a few announcements.